Welcome to a new episode of Commute Board Review and in today's episode we're gonna wrap up on valvular diseases, we're gonna talk about rheumatic heart disease and prosthetics valves. Let's start. Rheumatic heart disease are the valvular diseases that develop 20 to 30 years after an initial acute rheumatic fever. So the question mainly will describe a patient who's originating from developing country and now with this valvular disease and not necessarily the question will mention that they had a rheumatic fever because a lot of these patients they don't recall that even or they had a subclinical disease initially mitral valve almost always involved and regurgitation more than stenosis mixed disease always uh, also can happen then next is aortic valve and then tricuspid valve with regurgitations more than stenosis the Rheumatic heart disease affect female more than males and as I said 20 to 30 years after the initial episode. One clinical scenario that may come and I think they like it, they may come and the question is a pregnant lady who developed acute CHF symptoms during pregnancy or worsening of her CHF symptoms uh, but mainly a lady who developed acute heart failure symptoms with acute shortness of breath and pulmonary edema. If they mention she's originating from these developing countries, thinks of mitral stenosis and likely secondary to rheumatic heart disease. Also question may come about prophylactic antibiotic for rheumatic heart disease. So we usually pick penicillin and if the patient is allergic to penicillin, pick macrolids, specifically erythromycin. Now for how long do we give this prophylactic antibiotics? If the patient has a stable asymptomatic rheumatic heart disease usually for 10 years or until they turn 40 years old for zero whichever is longer if the patient is symptomatic has severe symptomatic valvular disease like chf symptoms or had valve surgery with a repair or replacement we treat them with prophylactic antibiotic indefinitely you may wonder i mentioned my uh, valvular episodes that indefinitely we give prophylactic antibiotic and because i was talking mainly about the symptomatic severe patients the other uh, question is about anticoagulation, specifically when there is mitral stenosis secondary to rheumatic heart disease. Remember those patients, when they develop any thromboembolic disease or having AFib, you treat them with warfarin slash heparin. Do not pick direct oral anticoagulants. And if they develop AFib in mitral stenosis, you treat them with anticoagulation regardless of their CHADS score. I doubt there will be any question regarding the acute rheumatic fever episode. I've never seen it in my life that we just read about in the book, the pancarditis and arthritis. If it comes in the question, the treatment, of course, antibiotic and then NSAIDs for arthritis. Do not use NSAID for carditis um, or sedenum coreus, but I doubt this will have will be on the board exam the acute rheumatic fever let's move to prosthetic valves prosthetic valves mainly i'm talking about the mechanical valves all valve replacement apart from mitral valve the target inr two to three with warfarin and heparin all valvular replacement all mechanical valves only warfarin slash heparin do not pick direct oral anticoagulants okay agree now, in aortic valve, if they have higher risk for thromboembolic disease, like they developed AFib, or they develop an episode of stroke while they're still in warfarin, like embolic stroke, 
then we increase the target to 2.5 to 3.5 along with baby aspirin now in mitral valve mechanical mitral valve regardless the target is 2.5 to 3.5 plus baby aspirin remember that now one challenging things is the the um we, we keep mentioning before i forget we keep mentioning heparin warfarin and maybe in one episode i said do not pick a low molecular weight heparin now in reality we do sometimes use low molecular weight heparin and if it comes in the question you have the option of heparin or low molecular weight heparin pick heparin now one challenging thing is a pregnant lady who has a mechanical valve or let's say has a prosthetic valve if it is a bioprosthetic valve you give them baby aspirin throughout the pregnancy if it's a mechanical valve this is a whole different things is the patient having high risk uh, factors for thromboembolism like had a previous thromboembolic disease or has an associated afib then the next question what's her dose of warfarin okay the cutoff is five they say that the teratogenic effect of warfarin is much less if the dose is five or less and it's a lot bigger if it's above five milligram now let me start with if they do not have risk factors for thromboembolic disease they do not have afib or previous thromboembolic phenomena so after discussion with the uh, patients the pregnant lady there is two options first trimester first trimester is if the dose less than five milligrams continue warfarin and monitor inr closely yeah you still continue warfarin and monitor inr closely or if the patient say no i don't want to have any any risk with the comedin or warfarin you can use low molecular weight heparin of course iv continuous iv heparin will not be practical because patient has to be in the hospital so low molecular weight heparin can be acceptable and usually they started at five weeks to 12 weeks which is the end of the first trimester and in second trimester the risk for the mom from the mechanical valve complication is higher so second trimester we put them back on warfarin because the teratogenic effect is less on the second trimester and we continue warfarin till 36 weeks and then transition back to low molecular to low molecular weight heparin just preparing them for delivery i'm sorry if it's getting confusing now with high risk patients we go for warfarin regardless because the um, the the um, the risk for the mom is way higher compared to uh, those with lower risk for thromboembolic disease so if there is afib or previous thromboembolic disease go for warfarin throughout the pregnancy until the 36 weeks and then switch to low molecular weight heparin and we should accept the risk for uh, the teratogenic effect of warfarin unless the mom unless the mom say no i do not want uh warfarin and i'll take the risk with low molecular weight heparin so that's her option that's the reason i'm saying it may not come in the exam because the patient has um a say in that and they may mention it in the question again hopefully the written content will make it clear for you remember with all these valvular replace all make all prosthetic valves we need infective endocarditis prophylaxis and remember if you having a planned procedure make sure you hold warfarin five days prior to the procedure and start heparin once the INR 
uh, fall below the target INR. With this, we come to this to the end of this episode. For the written content of this episode, please visit our website Commute Board Review to download it. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next episode. Thank you.